Hi, this is For the Love of Film Podcast, Season 2, Episode 6. I am Scott David Chase. On this episode, I'll be talking about the films Winchester, uh, Game Night, and Annihilation. Um, So I actually saw Winchester before we saw Black Panther. It's been a couple weeks, uh, but I didn't want to... uh, I knew that the Black Panther episode, uh, which was previous episodes, so if you haven't listened to that, feel free to pop back and listen to it, but I, I, I knew that that was going to be a long episode in and of itself, so we kept it, for the most part, Marvel-related, and uh, I knew that I would eventually have a couple more films to talk about it with, so luckily, um, it's, it's the tail end of February right now, hopefully that'll be the last kind of clunker movie I see for a while, which I guess that's, I guess that's giving away my feelings about that film, um, but I knew going into it, it wasn't going to be a great movie, and, uh, it actually was slightly better than I expected it to be, um, Winchester, which is subtitled, uh, in some territories, The House That Ghosts Built, is very, very loosely based on, uh, the the Winchester Mansion uh, that uh, Sarah Winchester, who was the heir and controlling shareholder of the Winchester Repeating Arms uh, Company in the early 20th century, built this house, and it was continuously added onto uh, for several decades while she lived in there. Um, she was superstitious and did feel that uh, the house was haunted by the ghosts of anyone who had ever been killed by a Winchester rifle. So, um, and many people have reported that the house was in fact, or is in fact haunted because it does still stand. Um, it's, it still exists. It's a lot smaller than it used to be. It had over a hundred rooms at the height of its size. Uh, it's somewhere around 40 rooms now. A lot of it was destroyed in an earthquake in the 19, I want to say it was the 1910 earthquake in San Francisco. Anyway, when I went on, I I went on a, uh, cross country journey four months ago and visited, uh, all 58 of the lower States. And that, the, the, the Winchester Mansion was one of the locations I wanted to visit. Unfortunately, the day that I was there was a day that they did not do tours. Um, I believe it was a Tuesday that they're not open. So if you're ever thinking about going to visit the Winchester house, just make sure you check ahead. Um, so my, my primary reason for wanting to see this film was because a great deal of it was actually shot in the house. So it was cool to get to see inside of it. Obviously, um, they didn't really destroy parts of the house. It's a historic house. Um, so there were a lot of stages, but the exterior is of the house, which with the additional parts added by computer graphics and, uh, yeah, it was, um, you know, it's a horror movie. Uh, horror movies, my, my feeling on horror movies, horror movies are, a lot like the heavy metal genre of music in that, um, people who are not, they're, they're, they're sort of fringe genres 
both of them and people who don't listen to or don't watch those types of films think that the people who do are kind of <laughs> freaks and degenerates. And also, um, the, the problem is a, a, a lot of people who are fans of horror films and of heavy metal love kind of the entire genre across the board. And there is a lot of, you know, there can be good quality art in both genres, but there is a large amount of mediocre and bad heavy metal and horror films. So with horror films, I really, you know, I really appreciate the well-made ones because there are, uh, so many terrible ones. Um, and I have friends who love the terrible ones, you know, some of them love it for, for the whole, it's so bad. It's good factor. Some of them just love, you know, uh, don't think it's bad. Think they're great. Um, and, and again, like heavy metal, there are so many sub genres of horror films. Um, there's, you know, slasher, supernatural, so on and so forth. So this was, um, loosely, you know, based on fact, it, it, in so much as, uh, Helen Mirren, uh, who's, you know, an exceptional actress, did play Sarah Winchester, lived in this, uh, house, and, um, you know, was haunted by spirits. This, uh, all the events, pretty much all the other events in the film were made up. Um, Jason Clark was in it. He played a um, disgraced psychiatrist who um, was hired by the board of the Winchester company to find her mentally unsound so that they could remove her from from the board. And, you know, of course, when he goes there, he discovers her ghost sightings are all too real. Um, it's Jason Clark is an actor I've seen in quite a few things. He was in one of the new Planet of the Apes movies. He was in Terminator Genesis or Genesis, the way it's spelled. Um, he was the fifth person to play John Connor. Uh, Jason Clark is someone who I think is a very bad actor. Um, I've not enjoyed anything that he's, any of the films that I've seen him in, he was easily the worst part of it. He was actually not terrible in this, which surprised me. Um, I mean, he wasn't great, nothing to write home about, but he held his own. Um, he was slightly relatable, which I've never found him to be in any other film. So maybe he's growing as an actor and, uh, you know, be that as it may. Um, it, it's not a frightening film at all. Uh, there's a couple cheap scares where stuff jumps out and, uh, you know, it just pops out at you. But for the most part, it's, uh, it's pretty much a scare-free film. It's also a PG-13 horror film, which are fairly common these days. You know, studios like to make films PG-13 so they can appeal to the broadest audience possible. So there was no gore in it. Um, the special effects were pretty much all CG and they, you know, they were second rate, uh, weren't the worst I've ever seen, but definitely not the best. Um, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot, not even good about it. Just, there was nothing of note in this film. It was pretty mediocre. Uh, again, the only reason I really saw it other than to see 
three films for this episode was I want, you know, I knew that it had been filmed inside the Winchester Mansion and I wanted to kind of get a glimpse inside. Um, you know, and it's always nice to see Helen Mirren in something. I'm not sure how they got her in this film. Uh, I can't imagine the script, even before it was changed, was all that great. But uh, yeah, she was definitely slumming it in this. And so, you know, if you're a not particularly picky horror film enthusiast, I would give it maybe a five. If you're just a regular film goer, I'd, I'd give it about a three. Um, not really, not even really worth a Redbox rental or a Netflix viewing. It's a pretty passable movie. Um, yeah. So I just got out of game night uh, 10 minutes ago. Uh, had a lot of fun at game night. So game night is a uh, dark comedy uh I was going to say murder mystery, but I don't... No one was actually murdered in it. Um, uh, it's a, like a crime drama. A, a married couple and two, two groups of their friends have a, a weekly game night. And uh, the husband of the couple, uh, his brother, is coming into town. And he and his brother are always kind of competing. His, his brother's always, you know... He, he, Jason Bateman, who plays the protagonist, and Rachel McAdams plays his wife. Uh, he's always envious of his brother, played by Kyle Chandler, uh, envious of his life, and you know. So they set up sort of a, a, a his brother hosts the game night one night and sets up a a kidnapping murder mystery type of thing, and it goes awry. And you know, I don't want to give away the plot details. One because I don't want to spoil it, but two, it's kind of inconsequential, uh, to what happens, but, uh, it was a lot of fun, it was very funny, it's nice to see Jason Bateman being something funny again, uh, you know, he's pretty well known for the television series Arrested Development, uh, he's the, um, the lead in that, and, uh, he's done a lot of sort of mediocre films in the last decade or so. This is the first funny thing I've seen him in in, in a while. Uh, Rachel McAdams, funny as well. Um, it was nice to see Kyle Chandler, who is exceptional uh, on Friday Night Lights and has had bit parts in a lot of stuff. It was nice to see him uh, with with a pretty significant role, but also a lighter role. He usually plays pretty dramatic, heavy roles, and uh, this was sort of a fun role for him. Uh, nice to see Jesse Plemons in something too. Uh, also a Friday Night Light alumni. Um, Jesse Plemons was also on season two of Fargo, and uh, I guess he was. I guess he's been on uh, uh, Breaking Bad. I, I've never. I, well, I've only seen a few episodes of Breaking Bad and was not a huge fan, so I didn't watch further. But he's a character actor that has done some, done some good work. Um, and he, he plays a, he plays a very strange character in this. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it's, it, it was, it's refreshing to see an R rated comedy that isn't a gross out film just for gross out film, you know, just for gross out sake. 
there are a couple kind of, uh, like wince inducing moments, but for the most part, it's, it's not a disgusting movie. It is a very funny movie and it, uh, you know, the, the, the other two couples are both relatable, realistic couples. Uh, it's a, you know, it's a fun movie. Um, not too much violence. Uh, you know, some people, I know that that's a, that's a put off, uh, especially in like comedy movies, but there, there is some, some rough housing to use a, a term that old people use. Uh, there's a couple fights in it. Um, but nothing, nothing ridiculous as far as violence goes. There's a, you know, one fairly realistic looking gunshot wound, uh, that's dealt with up close. Uh, so that was kind of like, blah. but, um, yeah, it was, uh, Jeffrey Wright has a really small role in it, but a uh, pivotal role in it too. Uh, always a actor I've enjoyed. So, and, uh, Chelsea Peretti, who's a stand-up comedian, uh, really funny stand-up comedian married to, uh, Jordan Peele who made, uh, this year's Academy Award nominated Get Out. Um, she has a small role in it as well. It's funny. So, um, yeah, I would, I, I thoroughly enjoyed Game Night. Um, I, it was something that I was looking forward to. I've seen the previews for a couple months now and, uh, uh, it was just as good, maybe even slightly better than I expected it to be. Um, not, not an incredible film, but a lot of fun. So, you know, I would get a, give it a good solid seven. Uh, certainly, certainly a lot of fun. And then the last film I saw was, uh, Annihilation, which is based on the first book of the Southern Reach trilogy. I haven't read any of those books. Uh, I, I have some friends who have read them who really like them. Uh, I have, I have an interesting, uh, like my take on the, you know, the book versus film thing. Uh, a lot of people will chime in when, when a film has been made based on a book, particularly a, a well-known or best-selling book that, you know, oh, they changed this about the book. They changed that about the book or the book is so much better. I'm definitely not a, uh, book snob as far as that goes. Um, I think there are advantages and disadvantages to both mediums. They're different mediums. Uh, obviously this is a film podcast, so I have, uh, I have a certain affinity for movies, but the, the medium of film allows you to do things that you can't do in a book. And the medium of literature, you can get inside multiple characters' heads. You can know exactly what they're thinking that you just can't get across in, uh, in a film. They're different mediums and one is not necessarily better than the other. Um, there's also a little bit of controversy, uh, online about this film because the, characters that Natalie Portman and Jennifer Jason Lee portray, um, I guess in the book, in the second and third book, uh, it's revealed that their nationality is Asian and at least partially Native American. And, you know, both of those actresses are, are white actresses. Um, so was accused of some, some whitewashing. However, writer, director, Alex Garland, uh, 
explained that, you know, he based this solely off of the first book. And in fact, only the first book was published when, when he adapted the screenplay and, uh, their nationalities were not revealed in the other two uh, until the second and, uh, the second and third books. And he had not read either of the books when he, when he worked on this, he specifically did that because he didn't want, um, the plot from the other two to affect this film. So, um, and, and this was also Annihilation was not written, not intended as the first part of a, um, franchise. He, he did it as a standalone film. And, you know, I've heard some, from some friends who have read the trilogy that, uh, the first book is by far the best book. Um, so having said that, you know, I was a huge fan of Alex Garland's first film, Ex Machina, um, yeah, starring, uh, uh, was Alice uh, Vikander, Academy Award winner, um, Domal Gleason, and Oscar Isaac. And uh, Oscar Isaac returns in this smaller role, um, but uh, it's really, you know, Natalie Portman and Jennifer Jason Lee's film. Uh, the bulk of the film is just five actresses. It's, um, it's so far in 2018, it's the best film that I've seen. Uh, I know it's not saying an incredible amount two months into a, a year, but uh, I was looking forward to it. I've been seeing the previews since late November. I didn't know anything about it before seeing the previews, and it looked good. Um, the movie's very different than the preview makes it look to be. It is, it's a fairly slow-paced film, and quite a bit of it is seen in flashbacks with uh, Natalie Portman and Oscar Isaac's character, um, there's, uh, you know, there's a lot of, uh, panning over scenery. Um, obviously must be, it's, it's a science fiction film and a lot of the, a lot of the scenery is computer generated. Uh, and it is, while it is obvious that it's computer generated because it's, you know, fantastical elements. It doesn't look bad. It, it, it looks pretty, pretty great actually. And, um, you know, there were only a couple things towards the end of the film, uh, crystal trees, which not a spoiler. Um, they looked a little bit, um, unrealistic, but other than that looked pretty great. There are two creatures in the film, that, uh, clearly were computer generated. And I only say clearly because they're both creatures that don't exist on our planet. Um, but they were both rendered incredibly realistically and, uh, both terrifying as well. Um, yeah, it was, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a dark science fiction film. It's, uh, not a lot of, not a lot of hope. Uh, it definitely doesn't have what would be classically considered a happy ending. Um, uh, Paramount Studios fought with the producer Scott Rudin to change it to ha deliver a happier ending and also to make Natalie Portman's character more relatable. There are certainly characteristics to her character that um, 
some people might find off-putting. Uh, I won't go any further into that because, it, it, you know, uh, I don't want to give away plot details. But uh, and to his credit, Scott Rudin, who has Final Cut with studios stuck by Alex Garland's film and uh, said, no, this is the film that he delivered. This is the film that we're making. So uh, and I'm glad he did. Uh, Paramount did a thing, you know, they, they had some leadership changes this year. And as a result, because they weren't happy about the final cut of this film, it's only being released theatrically in the United States, Canada, and uh, China. Uh, you know, China, not an insignificant portion of the world, but uh, so much like Blade Runner 2049, it is a challenging science fiction film. And so I would challenge fans of smart, intelligent science fiction and smart, intelligent uh, films to show the support of this and show the studios that we can handle movies that are not cookie cutter. And the way you can show your support is go out and see this movie in the theater. Uh, it's certainly, if you're a science fiction fan, it's certainly worth your time. Um, like I said, it is the best film I've seen so far in 2018. I'm fairly certain it will make it into my year end top 10 list. Um, I would give it a nine out of 10. Um, again, not for everyone though. It is slow moving. Um, my buddy Greg, who's often on this podcast with me, um, I know I couldn't drag him to it kicking and screaming. Every time we saw the preview, he's, you know, he was saying that he thought it looked horrible. Um, but he's also not a huge science fiction fan. So, like I said, not for everyone, uh, but for those who do enjoy smart, well-written science fiction, it's, uh, it's a very rewarding film, and I'm probably going to go see it a second time. So, those are the films that I saw in this past week. Uh, the Oscars are coming up on Sunday. So, um, you know, I'm sure next time I'll have some thoughts on who won. And, uh, yeah, we'll see uh, We'll see who goes home with the gold in, a, in six days. Thanks for listening. 